Hey guys, welcome into the next episode of Rolling Wish on North. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Uh, I hope this uh, story inspired you and encouraged you. Uh, last time I brought you a story of Brett Archibald, um, a swimmer who uh, fell overboard after going on a surfing trip. If you haven't checked out that episode, Check that one out. I think you'll enjoy it. And if you're looking for a motivational speaker, check out rollingwithchano.com. I'm already um, to help you reach the next level. I'm available for online booking or in-person booking. Also, check me out at, on YouTube at rollingwithchano.com. On YouTube, Instagram, the same name, Sean Owen Motivational Speaker on uh, Facebook. But uh, today I want to bring you a story of a Tampa Bay Buccaneers football player with the help of my um, uh, friends at the 700 Club. So enjoy this story, guys. And thanks for tuning in. Don't forget uh, to rate rate this podcast wherever you're listening to it, whether it's Spotify, Google, or wherever. Thanks for uh, tuning in and subscribing. I really hope uh, my messages, the messages I bring you from other people and the people I have on the podcast in person, not only inspire you, but uplift you and help you come up to the next level. So, this is a story about a great uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, football player who, uh, you know, had to grow up really fast and uh, he was on his own because his um, dad was in out of prison, his mom had uh, drug addiction issues, so he really had to step up and uh, um, be the man for his family. But you know, he just got an awesome testimony of how if you trust God and if you give everything to God, God is um, the perfect father, the perfect friend, and you know, and. Uh, that is true, guys. You know, um, you know, we all go through um, certain things in life we don't understand. But you know, God never uh, promises us that we won't ever have a time in trouble. But God, God does promise us if we uh, turn to Him and we trust Him, He'll be with us in that process. And I, I'm just speaking to you to encourage you. I, you know, I'm not speaking to you as a man that has to figure out, you know, and uh, by any means, because I don't, I make mistakes every day, but I hope this story encourages you and inspires you and helps you realize that you can do anything you want to do. You just have to, might go about it a different way. 
I think so much in God bless. Here we go. It's coming up um, really quickly, guys. I'm giving up the audio right now. So, thanks for hanging in there and enjoy. Enroll now. Grant Stewart says God told him that he would be drafted by the NFL. Still, going into round seven, Grant started to doubt it. Then he was selected by Tampa Bay as the last pick of the 2021 draft, number 259. For that, he received the title Mr. Irrelevant. Sports reporter Tom Beering shows us how Mr. Irrelevant is anything but irrelevant. Tonight, I recognize this guy. If you don't recognize me, it's because I'm Mr. Irrelevant. As the last pick of the 2021 NFL Draft, Grant Stewart redefines the annual Mr. Irrelevant nickname. The all-conference linebacker and captain at the University of Houston tackled the struggle of raising four siblings, embracing his 259th selection as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer with significant perspective. Let's go back to draft day. What was most memorable for you? It was a crazy time in general. Even the morning of, you know, you're getting calls from various GMs, from teams. They just sound so sure about drafting you on this day. But probably the most memorable part, man, was God had told me that I was going to get drafted through a person. But, you know, going into round seven, I started to doubt it. And my wife came to me citing scripture and asking me, like, do the birds worry? How much more does God love you? Hearing that, that call from Tampa just was amazing. What makes the Bucks a unique team for you to land with? I think the family atmosphere, having coaches and having a team that demands that excellence, you know, coming into a team that just won the Super Bowl, like understanding that that is their goal. That's really what they're trying to get done. I thrive in environments like that. My teammates here, I feel like I'm, I'm grown as a, a person and as a player. Mr. Irrelevant is now relevant. Yes. At least once a year. Yeah. How does that tag suit you? No, I feel like I've always been kind of somebody with a chip on my shoulder, always with somebody with something to earn, something to prove. I've always been scrappy, no matter where I'm at on the depth chart. You know, coming into Houston, being a fourth string player, working my way up to first string, you know, I'm used to being looked over. That's already naturally been there. Your life growing up, you had to be anything but irrelevant. You had to be necessary. You had to be substantial. Mm -hmm. Describe your family's circumstances. My dad was in prison in a little different stints. And, you know, my mom was a drug addict and worked in the strip clubs. It just was me and my siblings the majority of my childhood. Um, there was just a lot of absenteeism from them. It was just us. I was faced with some harsh realities. You know, I had to step up. You know, I had to learn how to drive a car at 11 years old. I had to make some Robin Hood type decisions to make sure we ate and stuff like that. I always felt like this responsibility for them and it's like a grind from like eight. Like I was always like on that quest. The ups and flows of uncertainty. Yes. What's your encouragement to those that feel that their parents were absent? I mean, my encouragement to those people who could still be dealing with some remnants of what happened to them when they were younger, God is a perfect father, a perfect caregiver. He's a perfect friend. He has the power to remove any ties of hate. I built a lot of anger there was all of these negative effects that happened from growing up in an environment like that. Nothing changed. I tried everything. Nothing changed until I truly gave my life to Christ. It was definitely radical. How do you explain that transformation? What do you call it? The new man. 
I came as this, as this individual who was toxic, who was manipulative, who lied, who was hurtful, who was self-seeking. It had grown to like uh, this non-acceptance of authority. Like nobody could tell me what to do. I think if we die to ourselves and ask him to take presence inside of us with the heart of repentance and asking him to refine me and make me more like him and really just yielding to that process. The easy adjustment for people is the bitterness. It says that God so loved the world that he gave his only son for us, right? And if he is doing all of this to show us that he loves us, and he loves us so well, is he not worthy of being loved back? Is he not worthy of being loved back? And how do we do that? In seeking him and loving him. What society might call those on the margin. Mm-hmm. Is it easier to feel empathy yes. when they involve mom and dad? Absolutely. After giving my life to Christ, the things I was doing to hurt others and the type of person that I was being that was so negative really began to dissipate extremely fast. Struggles with my parents and with the people around me, that stuff was a constant battle. How do I forgive them? Do I help them? I probably was one of the only people that just consistently believed in my mom. She has her first real job and I don't know as long as I think I've been alive. She's living in a recovery home in Tampa. She's seven months sober. She's just doing so much better. And now we've been blessed with the opportunity to uh, adopt my younger sister, which has been amazing. Knowing and seeing how Christ can redeem me, it really gives me uh, confidence and patience with, with those people going through that type of stuff. What fuels your intensity when you're on the field? Ecclesiastes 9:10, doing everything to my full might, taking everything very seriously, being super competitive and just being excited understanding that this is allowing me to provide for my siblings, this is allowing me to provide for my wife. It's given me a platform to do what we're doing now, to talk about Christ. Maybe one person is touched. Scripture tells us that the first will be last, Mm -hmm. the last will be first. Mm -hmm. How does that look through the grid of Mr. Irrelevant? (laughs) Coming from being a leader um, at Houston, so like now I'm just like a little grunt for the Buccaneers. Um, you know, I really had to not talk as much, maybe learn some more, and maybe just humble myself. When you look into scripture, talking about the last being first, the humble, the meek, poor, maybe you're poor in spirit, but you are doing your best with what he has given you. And maybe nobody sees you, but he does. You're storing your treasures up there, not here. That's where fulfillment is found. Boy, Grant Stewart is a picture of the faithfulness of God. So that was the story of Grant Stewart and uh, uh, his faithfulness. I'm talking about the faithfulness of God. Here's a guy that, you know, uh, the NFL, he was the last pick in the 2021 draft, but, uh, you know, they, uh, they tagged him, um, with the tag, Mr. Irrelevant, uh, for the NFL, but I want to tell you something. You're always relevant in God's eyes, you, every one of us has a, uh, 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 talent, talent, skills, and ability to do and do it by God, I believe, to, um, Make the world around us a better place, and um, um, you you know you you know you might just have 
I believe we can do anything we want to do. We just have to find uh, another way to do it. And uh, I just, I just want to um, also um, play for you. Um, post that I made on Facebook, but because I can't read, um, I'm gonna let my auto reader on my phone. I uh, read it to you, but it's all about the choices and decisions we make uh, that affect our lives. So here we go, guys. Give me a minute to queue it up. Five fifty-seven. N four. Johnny Williams and five others. Like, comment. Sean Lewis. Eight H zero. Life is a funny thing, but we all have a choice on how we roll through it. No real pun intended. We can choose every new day that we wake up just how we approach it. Even on the days when we have real challenges we face. It's not that we are being naive or wearing happy blinders to our circumstances or the world around us. It's more about choosing to find the joy that is there in spite of it. Being kind, compassionate and staying firm in your faith and what your values are don't have to take a backseat just because you're struggling or having a crazy day. Taking the focus off yourself and placing it on others is one of the best ways I have found to do it. I've had friends who have asked me, how can you just start talking to someone you've never met? How can you just ask a perfect stranger how they are? Why are you so friendly, so positive, so complimentary, so encouraging? How do you always make friends? So, that... So, uh, that's something I wrote uh, this morning on uh, Facebook. I also shared it on my speaker page, but, you know, just like uh, in the interview clip I made, uh, I showed you with Grant and Stewart with that Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, he's made the choice. Every day to wake up and be the best he can be, you know. I made the. I can't control the fact I have cerebral palsy, but I can control my attitude and my choices moving forward. One of my uh, favorite quotes is by uh, John Maxwell said it. I really don't know who said it originally, but John Maxwell said it, uh, and so that's where I got it from. Life is important. What happens to you ninety percent out your end do it. Uh, Grant Stewart could have let his life go a whole different direction, but he didn't. He he chose to buckle down and work real hard and he made it in the NFL. I've chosen to um bring up my life the best I can. Uh, even while I have several palsy, I have great friends, a great uh, support system of my mom, and a great uh, support system of my friends. And because of, because of those things, and because, because of my faith, and because of my determination, um, and because of my uh, attitude, my mind, find another way, I've been able to the help of God and carve, carve out what I believe to be 
I uh, have these things as life for myself. Have I achieved everything I want to? Not yet, but I, I believe, you know, if you're not striving toward the goals and dreams, if you're not growing, you're going backwards, right? So at the time of this um, podcast, I'm almost, uh, I'll be 40 in less than six months. I think I've accomplished a lot, but I have a lot more to go. And so, you know, um, just keep going, keep pushing, keep um, plugging away, and just uh, keep trying to improve yourself every day. You know, if if you can improve yourself one percent each day over a few years, that's a lot. People under people um, overestimate what they can achieve in a year, but they underestimate what they can achieve in ten years. That's how I got that from Tony Robbins. So um, just keep working toward your goals and dreams, even if you think, but Sean, I'm not where I, I'm not where I want to be. No, you, you may not be where you want to be, but you're not where you, you used to be either. So keep working, keep striving. And if you would like uh, more information on me as a speaker, check me out at rollingwithshawnlewis.com. Rolling with Sean Lewis on Instagram. I'm also on TikTok and YouTube under the same name. Or Sean Lewis Motivational Speaker. I'm available for uh, in-person events or online um, online speaking. I do conference uh, sessions. I do seminars. Check out my website for the details. Don't forget to leave this uh, podcast a review wherever you're getting it to help it uh, grow. And if this podcast has blessed you in any way, please share with your friends and following. And don't forget to hit subscribe. I hope that our story of Grant Stewart and my story, a part of my story, has not only inspired you, encouraged you, but challenge you and uplifting you to make changes in your own life. All right, God bless. Bye-bye now.